Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Mignot, CEO of the experience agency, D-Flash. This is part of my 29 Days of Magic series, where I talk to 29 amazing black women over the course of Black History Month, and this episode is no different. I'm super happy to have Jordine Rosset, who's an event producer, host, and all-around awesome badass. We're going to have a great conversation. Take a listen. Yes, I am. Well, let me just give you your flowers and just tell you, thank you for doing this. As you can see, there are so many phenomenal black women doing some amazing things. And, you know, we don't get the recognition and the shine, but it's so good to know that other people get to hear this. Your audience get to hear what some of these great women are doing because, I mean, black girl magic is real. Awesome. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. So, with the podcast, um, it always is the same first question, and I'm super excited to hear what your, what your idea might be. Uh, Jadine, what was your first job? Oh, my God. My first job was... Um, my first job was when I was 15 years old in Miami, Florida, 163rd Street Mall. If anyone's from Dade County, they would know this. And I... Um, I just worked at a food serving at a pizza spot. It was called Orange. It was called Orange Bowl. I think it was called Orange Bowl, not Orange Bowl like the Orange Bowl, like football Orange Bowl. But it was called Orange Bowl, and um, it really um, introduced me to. Well, it, it kind of just introduced me to the whole cash handling, um, customer service, and um, appeasing people. <laughs> <laughs> which comes in very handy <laughs> in our line of work. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know it's funny. I, I continue like three years in a gazillion episodes later. The reason I ask this question is because I'm always so fascinated by the fact that whatever the person that decides the job you mentioned as their first job always correlates to what they do now, whether it's service Dealing with crazy people, things you won't you won't do, things you will do. Like it all starts at that very first job. So it's cool to see that um, that is similar with you as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, technically, te- you know, technically, my dad had a what we would call a bodega here in New York. My dad had one of those, and I was his cashier when I when I was in middle school. But you know, it's always kind of been that cashier type of um beginning (laughs) where you have to appease people it's like oh okay yeah this is this is what i do i make people smile and make them feel good about their purchases i guess (laughs) exactly you've got to make people smile right feel good about stuff so they'll spend their money right (laughs) totally sounds about right right so what is it you do now how did you how did you go from being a cashier at the mall to having mm-hmm. with me here? You know, five years later. <laughs> right, right, right. Five years later, what I've been able to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what I do, so what I do now is um, you know, I had um right now I'm I'm working for a live events agency. Um, but also working with this live events agency, I'm able to kind of brand myself and host um, the Apollo Music Cafe and host the Capital Jazz um, TV digital digital interview segments and host, you know, the Capital Jazz um, Super Cruise as well as the festival and just a number of other um, events that are going on, going on around town. Um, a lot of them centrally music 
relate it because of my love for music and my passion for music, but of course going beyond that. And, um, and so I, I produce in the background. I, I, I do a lot of live events. I do a lot of um, working with um, content creators and, and producing what they're doing, but then I also, you know, produce, um, you know, conferences to, to keep moving our culture forward and to keep teaching folks um, about this wonderful arts, culture, and entertainment field that we're in. And um, how did I get there? I, 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 I can't say that it was a straight line. You know, it's, it's, it's a very zigzag line. There's no real template to follow. It's just one of those things that you just open yourself up and just see what happens. And I know that sounds crazy because you go into this world with such determination in school to graduate. And then after you graduate, determination to get that first gig and then you get that first gig. And unless you're on this path, which I, which I've noticed even with artists and musicians and with creatives, like they have their path, right? They have that path. They, they train every day, all day, even in sports. And that's what you grow up to do and be and excel at it and, and change the world. Right. But there's this group of us or a group of people that, you know, we don't have that path. So what is it that we're doing? We're following our passions and I've been able to follow my passions really to produce events that's culturally related. Um, so going behind the scenes and creating experiences for people um, and integrating that with brands and sponsorships and things of that nature. And then, you know, there's also this passion of making people feel good about an experience and getting them hyped about an artist or a creator that's about to jump on stage and you know, how do you start doing that? You create your own platforms. You you get an opportunity to work with an institution. So you jump on it and you don't say no. And you go out there and just see what else is out there and, and say yes to a lot of things that maybe are even outside of your comfort zone, just so that you can fulfill that passion in you um, of what you love to do, i.e., customer service making sure people are happy <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is it's always so you know I, I have to say that similarly like i you know had a crazy security past of what i do now and mm -hmm. the hosting part of it is always the most fun because also you know you're you know you're the first line of defense you're like you're making sure everything feels good is on and popping and Absolutely. but also you're in charge and there is something distinctively kind of awesome about that <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's i mean it's 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 a good it's a good feeling you know we we used to do when i used to um produce the essence festival um there was if you if you ever been to to essence into the trade show area we're in in the convention center where the sponsorship activations are taking place there is this second level that are that's not that's not for um, consumers. It's only for the you know people back of house. And there's something about standing in that bridge with that glass. And anyone who's worked at this festival knows what I'm talking about. And looking at the amount of people that are just dancing and having a good time, eating, laughing, you know, hanging out with their grandmothers. And there's something about seeing 500,000 people do that all at the same time and know that you did that. There's something about it. And it's just a, such a fulfilling feeling like, okay, I, if I die tomorrow, I served my, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I gave this group of people that experience. 
Awesome. Yeah, I know. I think that it's such an awesome feeling to uh, be in that moment. And I think it's, it, it also is this awesome validation of like, you kind of made it all come together. And then you're like, yep. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is- <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course, like, don't, don't get me wrong. And you know this, Laura, like, don't get us wrong. Like we're, you know, we're band-aiding everything. We're falling. We're, we're putting out fires, you know, like you're, you're, you're hurting yourself in the, in, you know, in the midst of it. But at the end of the day, it's it's so rewarding and so fulfilling um, to create the experience um, and to play a part in that, if if not owning it. And did you always feel like you'd be a host on these things, or did, was it something that sort of evolved as you were um, going along the way in, in your career? Well, it's interesting because event event produ- producing events has always kind of been that line of work. Hosting came out of necessity. But what's funny is if you ask my friends in college and high school, I still have a sign. Um, I still have a sign they created for me in college, right? It was called the the Dorsey Show because I was always proud of my last name. <laughs> and it was called the Dorsey Show. And they were like, oh, most likely to be a talk show host, Jodine. Um, but it really hosting and moderating panels and came out of necessity because I never felt like people would get it right. Like, don't they won't get the subject matter right. They won't get that artist right, and they'll introduce that artist, and people will will not will not get as hyped as you would, or they won't be as excited. So I used to I used to produce events, um, showcases, and, and concerts, and I would host. Like I'm booking the talent, and then I would host it because I don't think you would get it. I don't think I think it'd get lost in translation if someone if an artist just goes on stage and just says, you know, and just starts playing or somebody just says, yeah, welcome to the stage. Ray angry. And, you know, you're clapping, but you don't know who Ray angry is. Like it's like, you know, like you won't get it. But it takes that certain kind of excitement and that energy exchange and that locking with that with the audience to be like look you guys you're about you're about to experience something that's about to be phenomenal let's do this and everyone's hyped and now a ray angry can come on stage and be welcomed accordingly yeah it's it's the best feeling in the world yeah <laughs> it's a thankless job though don't get it twisted like oh my God. nobody's checking for the host nobody nobody's checking for the host like you're like what you're alive okay maybe right. <laughs> <laughs> don't give a damn it's like um but it's okay so right. we all know that it's like crazy and wacky and weird in the world of events. What's been a challenge along the way that, you know, you had to run into and then figure out a way to get around or over and through? Like what, uh, where you were like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> and and how, yeah. did, how did you figure it out and get, and get moving to the next, the next level? Um, I think... Ooh, that's a, that's, um, that's an interesting one because I feel like that's, you know, it's ever, that's ever, right. It's always, you're, especially because you're in real time creating something. Right. And you're like, Ooh, this is, this is hard. Like making a million dollar mistake for a brand. I won't say, I won't put the brand out there, but you being responsible for a million dollar mistake because your name's on it and you're that leader. That's, that's, owning that. Um, and how do you get through that? How do you talk to your client and say, okay, this happened and, you know, we're going to fix it and not feel like you're about to get like assassinated tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? That little thing. Oh, right. Right. (laughs) Like what, Uh, what, you know, it's, 
you know, but you, you, you grow through, you grow through these moments. Um, I'm dealing with, I'm, I'm dealing with something now where, um, you know, hosting is, hosting is a, a, a passion that I love and being, um, being a host and, and having conversations and creating conversations live and in person um, is something that I truly love to do. And I do it, but I don't do it enough. So why am I not doing it more? And even that, you know, like getting over that fear of people don't want to, you know, like uh, people don't want to listen to you. It's like people, those, all those self things that happen in your head when you're trying to like become this great woman and step into the shoes that you were meant to be, mm-hmm. but you always have those voices that are telling you, nah, nobody really wants to hear you. You're not pretty enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. And you're comparing yourself to the social media channels. You, you, you like, uh, I'm good. I'll just stay, I'll stay in my safe space of working full time. You know what I mean? Instead of really creating that, that love of life that you, that you want to live in. So, um, this it's, it's, how do we, how do we get through it? You know, we, we constantly grow and we learn and we have a support group around us to tell us how badass we are like a click. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, nice one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that I think it's it's hard because you know it's really difficult oftentimes to kind of quiet the negative salt topping and, uh, that's in your head because you, you know you think that you're not good enough and and how do you and how do you get through that? So how how for you what what do you have any kind of like cool tools that you use that when that's kind of coming away separate of um you know having your cheering squad? Um. Actually, I I know this sounds weird, but I I embrace it and I listen to it. You know what I mean? I I listen to it. I listen to I listen to my self doubt. Like I listen to it, and then I'm just like, all right, thanks. You know, like thanks, and I move it along. And I've got, trust me, this is not this is not something if you're not used to doing that you could just do overnight and be like, oh, I'm gonna just start listening to all my self hate and just like, you know put it to the side. If you're used to listening to that and then engaging it and then, you know, responding to it in a certain type of way that doesn't benefit where you want to go, that's, that's, that's your behavior. That's, that's part of your behavior. So that's hard to like unpack and unravel, if you will, unravel so that you could start to, um, so that you could start to um, own and empower yourself on your own. And that's something that I had to learn how to do. I had to learn to, okay, what am I saying to myself? Like literally having this conversation this morning about me going to, to LA and, and, and wanting to go to LA so that I can meet some folks and, and try to do this, try to do this live talk experiences, um, probably sharing too much, but it's okay. And literally said to myself while I was talking to somebody like, girl, they don't want to hear, they don't want to hear that. They, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear your dreams. You just need to help them, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and I listened to myself and said, okay, where's that coming from? Oh, that's fear again. Sh- shit. I'm still dealing with fear. All right. Thanks for the tips. And I kept on talking. Awesome. You know, so it's this, Im- I, you know, like I got it. I've got to embrace because that's part, it's, it's part of me. It's, it's the yang to my yang. I'm never going to be a hundred percent empowered, inspired, motivated, and a hundred percent go get them. I've got to embrace those parts of me that 
wants to keep me crippled so that I won't cripple. Oh, that's, you know, that's so, that's so key. I think, you know, for some folks, it, it can be completely detrimental. And then for Absolutely. some folks, I think, you know, you're, you're able to channel that in really, you know, beautiful and, ev- and evocative ways because it's, it, we all deal with it. And how, we all. And, right. all, and I think especially, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're talking about a lot on the show with during the series is it like, especially as black women in, in whatever industry it is. So we hear it so often from the outside and then we hear it on the inside and we're like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> so, right. We've been conditioned for so many years. You have been conditioned for so many years as a black woman to like, you know, you're not, you're not this. You can't do that. You don't have the. You don't have those resources. You don't have this. You were. You were born from a fatherless. You know. You didn't. You know. A fatherless family. You. You were. The, you have all the reasons on why you can't be great. Come on, y'all. Like we've got to own our greatness. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's literally why I'm doing this. Like, yes. And I didn't want to. As I said, I, I could have easily gone to my big ass network that I have and just put this call out um, for. For, for black women for this month, but I really wanted to just kind of go the unsung, regular schmegler, bomb-ass black woman who's just doing the work. Because um, yeah. if we give you an opportunity just to shine, I think that also does a lot for, you know, just patting yourself on the back. Like, you are awesome. Like, I'm not sure if you saw that Cicely Tyson did one of those queen videos for Netflix on Strong Black Lead. I um, know, oh, I didn't see that. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. I, it is now my wallpaper. Oh, what? Okay, I have to go. I've got to go check it out. It is so, because first of all, it's just Lee Tyson telling you, you are a queen. And that like, you know, every single thing that you may have think that you have, that has tried to break you has not broken you. And like to hear Cicely Tyson, who is phenomenal at 90 plus years old, looking beat for the gods being like, this is what you need to be. It's the best thing you could ever hear. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. And, and it reminds you of the struggle and the sacrifice um, that we all go through, but yet we always still rise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I've got to check. I, I, I'm a true fan of Cicely Tyson. I mean, even like Felicia Rashad, I, I was reading, I, I know this is a sidebar, but I was um, listening to a video clip that she did and she was just like, I can't be, um, she's like, I can't care about someone else's thoughts about me. She's like, and, and not in a cocky, stubborn way, but she's like, this is my life. This is my journey. Like, I can't dictate my journey based on what you're thinking. Your thinking comes with a whole bunch of stuff that's your journey. Yeah. And I was like, come on, Felicia Rashad, come on. Come on with come it. On. Exactly. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Not, here, not here for this foolishness. I'm not here for this foolishness. We've already, we've, and like to your point, what we were just saying, we've already been conditioned to hear all the things of who we are and what we are. It's, we, we got to own our, we got to own our space back. We've got to own our bodies back. We've got to own our journeys and, and realize that this is, this is just us. We die alone. We came alone. We die alone unless you're a twin and that's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we have to own our journey. We have to. You got, absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. ah, all right. So we've talked about owning our journey and what we've got to. So what are you doing next? So next is, um, 
I am producing. <laughs> so I'm working with this um, this great team. Um, it's it's a it's a brother by the name of Attica. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's out of Brooklyn, New York. He is Brooklyn grown and and raised and grown, and he's just he's just a staple in the Brooklyn community. And he is working with um, one of our council members, uh, Robert Gornicki. And um, we, I'm working with him in producing the Brooklyn um, Film and Arts Media Conference. And it's um, to really celebrate and highlight and, and, and learn and educate um, around the film arts and media world, you know, for, it's, it's really, it's, it's really one of those conferences that we're hoping will elevate Brooklyn's arts community and professional arts, creative community, this creative overall. So I'm working on, on that with him. Um, just finished the Capital Jazz Super Cruise where um, not only was I producing, but programming and, um, hosting like their morning shows and, and, and concerts and things of that nature. So I'm kind of like getting off of that high right now <laughs> and looking for, um, you know, quite honestly, just looking for more opportunities to program, produce and host and, you know, um, work with brands as well as institutions, creative institutions, however I can, however I could, um, continue to push our culture forward and push our, I hate, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound so hotep, but push our people forward. Um, that's, that's what my, that's what my purpose is. So I, I've got to continue doing that. And that's what I, you know, that's what's next for me. And I'm continuing to this day working with Apollo Music on their late night series with um, the Apollo Music Cafe serving as host and sometimes curator. So Still doing that. Um, you can find all that information out on my website. So awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you got all this stuff that you're doing. How do you take care of yourself? Like, what is your self care routine? Is it, you know, spa day? Is it a massage? Is it real housewives on the weekend? What's something that you do to like, like take care of yourself and like chill out for, for a little bit? Um, I, I will, I will say that I am a wine drinker. So there's a lot of wine that's involved. <laughs> Same, right there with you. <laughs> right. Um, so shout out to Cabernets because that's. <laughs> your life, got it. Right. <laughs> Cabernets and this great couch right here. Woo woo. Um, but um, I do, I do for, for um, self-care. I, I do the, you know, typically I like to get, massages don't get me wrong I, I like um I like massages I, I like spas and all that uh, and all that other good stuff but self-care is curled up on my gray couch with a glass of cabernet window slightly open and and I'm reading a good book like right now I'm reading the Jay-Z autobiography you know like I I love reading books and learning about other people and, and learning about myself. So um, that's, that's pretty much my self-care. Awesome. Yeah. That's what you, you need to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's me. It's like, I don't have, and, and you know, it's, it's a lot. And, and Laura, you know this too. You like your lifestyle is a lot. There's a lot that you're juggling. It's a lot of oranges that you're trying to catch, but at the same time, 
it's time, you know, sometimes it's just that time you got to block out that you got to force yourself to lay on your couch and just drink red wine and, and read a good book or, or whatever your self-care is. And that's, that's how I like to Awesome. Uh, good to know to Cabernet. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to the Cabernet. <laughs> Shout out to the Cabs. Right. Uh, and so as part of this um, 29 Days of Magic, um, I want the magic to continue. So um, is there anything that you'd like to say, that, an ask that you may have or a give that you may be able to give um, to our audience? You know, um, we'll obviously put all of your details in the show notes and how people can get in contact with you. But you know, like, you know, you know, close mouths don't get fed. So. Yeah, I know that's right. And thank you for doing that, Laura, because it's, um, it's, it's, it's so important that we, that we ask, um, ask for help because we, I, I know I do. I know I have a superwoman complex. Like I can do it all, but I can't like, we Same. can't, we can't. And, um, when, you know, like I just constantly ask for, you know, um, connections like I love making connections I love even if it's not for me like if you you know if if you know a a, a black female chef who's trying to start off and she's looking for that opportunity pass her my way you know even if it's not for me maybe there's maybe there's someone in you know maybe there's a project I'm working on or, or someone else that may need that that connection I I like to connect people I I broker things in the background I love connecting people and, you know, I'm all about sharing of resources and sharing um, and, and, and just creating spaces for people. So, um, you know, my, my ask is that you reach out to me and, you know, if you, if you know of any, anyone or anything that I could help with what I do as far as producing, programming, curating, um, hosting, um, I'd love to, I'd love to help, you know, just as long as it's aligned with moving our culture forward, I'm here for it. Perfect. I mean, you couldn't have ended this even as <laughs> 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 spoken as someone who does this for a living too. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Jodian, it has been such a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much for doing Thank this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. And, um, you know, um, people can go to my website, Jodine Dorsey, or my Instagram, Jodine Dorsey. It's, I'm not, crea- I'm not that creative. It's just my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's called to the point. Right. I don't have this like, whole branding thing. Like, oh, you know, I'm the creative, you know, host or Haitian host or something. None of that. It's just my name. It's, <laughs> it's all you need. Let's just, let's just keep it really simple. Like there's nothing for us to remember. It, my name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll put all your details in the show notes. Um, Thank you. So people can hopefully find where you are and uh, and what you're up to. And thank you so much for being part of 29 Days of Magic. It means a lot to me that you were able to do this. Oh, it means so much to me that you're doing this, Laura. And I will make sure that I am supporting and promoting um, your, your endeavors because what you're doing is magical. So thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. And that's our show. <laughs>